pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. Indianapolis Colts select Anthony Richardson. I got sick and tired of letting bitches sniff. So I'm in the whip, I got the stick inside. If I sniff a sense, smell a lie, smell a bitch, catch a smile, let it rip, let it ride. First time, second line, second time, good line. Third time, I'm one of mine. I'm on camera roll with the chopper for the collar box. Creeping on the track, trying to colonize. They get the cushion, you best get the ducking like six, seven niggas that's dunking for Oregon. Money so long if I start in the south and it's spread the shit out, they be touching like Portland. So it's no wonder I'm walking with caution. I know that guy got his grace with me, but I still treat a ride through the hood like I hike through the woods. Got a stick that I take with me. Yo, it's lit. Let's Good go. evening, everybody. Hey, just so everybody knows, I did not create that video. I stole it. I found it. So I do not have the rights to that video or the music, whatever. I Shout found out to it. Who, uh, who made whoever, it. Yeah, whoever made that, I saw it on IG. Uh, Colts Mafia shared it. And then I found the YouTube uh, uh, page that had it on there. And I just kind of snagged it. I had to. I had to. It had me hype. How's everybody doing tonight? Shout out to uh, Colts Mafia. Shout out to yeah. Definitely shout out to Colts Mafia. That man changed some great content. If you don't follow Colts Mafia on Instagram, you probably should. Yes, sir. I'm doing good. I'm ecstatic about the draft. Uh, love what Chris Ballard did, as obviously you guys can see the name there. Um, uh, and then, yeah, we got a couple um, undrafted free agents as well that I thought uh, were pretty good. So I'm loving life right now. Yeah, so far the undrafted free agents are going too, especially that first one that we signed. Um, what's his name? Amir, Amir uh, Ekior from Alabama, the guard. I think he's a tackle guard from Bama. Yeah, yeah, that was my six ring guard. So the fact that the fact that we, we, signed, we signed him as soon as the draft was over was good because we all we we all know the concern right there was where we were going to pick up a guard at. Yep. It was crazy to see that that be him uh, be one of the guys that we picked up. So that was crazy to me. Yeah, man. The draft was good, man. I, I I know that I panicked a little bit in the second round when we traded back twice or on day two. Second time. Yeah, I was like, man, what are we doing? But David was, was about to blow a fuse. I was right there with him. I was right there with him. I was like, bro, we need some talent. And then we still got talent. So I, I was good with it after – after I saw we picked up uh, Josh Downs, I was good. Yeah, I was name. My uh, at first I was kind of like, "Ooh, what is what is that going to look like?" But uh, just knowing Chris Ballard, I was just like, "All right, it, it is what it is." We knew Chris Ballard at some point was going to start trading and making some moves. He ended up trading back and getting us from a total. I believe we started out with eight draft picks and got us back to a total of twelve. Yep, that's the most 12, we've ever the had. Most in Colts history. So. Um, shout out to Chris Ballard and doing a great job and all the coaching staff and the, and the scouting department, all those guys. So that was awesome. To answer the first question, what do we think about drafting three corners? Uh, we did it in our mock draft and <laughs> multiple people complained about it. And the way we see it was we needed depth and this Absolutely. was the draft to get it. There's, there's a lot of pieces that we have that are important in other places like defensive line, 
uh, linebackers. Uh, Damon's probably going to be in and out. He's driving back from Dallas. He's going down to Austin. So, um, CB was one of the corners were our biggest concern defensively, in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree to the exact same point. I think uh, if, if I remember correctly, after this season, if it would have been over, um, Dallas Flowers would have been our only under contract cornerback uh, left on the roster. Yep. I think we had to do this as far as we've looked back over the last, say, three years. Um, our depth at corner has been slim, and we've started getting down to some uh, a lot of undrafted guys, no-name guys, guys that you wouldn't even see playing games. Um, and I think this was just necessary for growth, development, um, competition, all of that good stuff. So I thought I mean, just three corners was awesome. And then to all the people that was talking about our draft, I think it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, everybody, no, we're not getting three and blah, blah. I think we should go here. Again, I mean, we, we're all we, fans. We didn't get the three names that we used, but we still got three. I mean, exactly. we knew we needed it. And exactly. Everybody's got to think about two years ago when we took all those injuries at corner and we were pulling practice squad corners up. Exactly what I was just two, saying. Two years ago, the year the year with Carson Con- Wentz. Converting we had, safeties. Converting, converting safeties, safeties to, corner. to corner. Yeah, I mean, that was just what? With, with Carson Wentz? That was 2021? It was yeah, a long Marvel ago. Tell playing like three different positions. Yeah, I mean, we had a thirty-something-year-old safety playing all over the place. Um, real quick, we got a question here from Nathan. Um, says, "Do you see the Colts getting Jalen Wayne, undrafted wide receiver?" I got to check again. I'm not exactly sure on that because I had to, you know, start doing other stuff. But uh, I want to say there was a receiver, and I'm not sure if. Um, Jalen Wayne was one of those guys listed on there. So I'm not exactly sure to answer your question there yet, though. But um, real quick here, just for anybody who, you know, maybe missed something, don't follow too much along with the draft um, or keep up with it all day or whatever. Uh, so obviously everybody knows our first round draft pick, fourth overall pick, Anthony Richardson was number one. Uh, our second pick was Julius Brents. Uh, out of K State, that was our cornerback with the second overall, uh, second round draft pick. Then we go to Josh Downs, who was our third round draft pick, wide receiver out of North Carolina. We got Blake Freeland out of BYU, offensive tackle with the fourth round pick. We got, uh, hold on, real quick, I got a little thing to help me pronounce this name real quick. Let me make sure I put some respect on his name. Nah, I butchered it two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see real quick here. Oh, I thought I had it. Okay, there we go. Let me see. Let me see. All right. Bear with me. Ade Tame Wa Adame Bare. Out of Northwestern, defensive tackle, fourth round pick. Guy is explosive. So, uh, right now, from what we're hearing, that's the steal of the draft it could possibly be. Then we go to Darius Rush, our first, our second corner um, off the board uh, out of South Carolina, fifth-round pick. We had four of those, just so everybody was aware. Then we also took Daniel Scott out of Cal, free safety, another fifth-round pick. Will Mallory out of Miami, tight end, fifth-round pick. Evan Hole, Northwestern uh, running back. Uh, another fifth round pick, and then our only sixth round pick that we end up getting from a trade, I believe, from our our second uh, fifth round pick, was for uh, Titus Leo out of Wagner University. So this is a small school. I, I mean, if anybody knew him before the draft, I salute to you. Um, but that was a sixth round pick. This guy looks I didn't like even know. I didn't even know what the. Well. I didn't. I don't even know what the school Wagner is. Where it is. Yep. Exactly. Never heard of it. 
Yeah, and then uh, we uh, closed out the seventh round with two picks, taking a cornerback and an uh, offensive tackle, so the cornerback being Jalen Jones out of Texas A&M, and then uh, Jake Witt out of North Northern Michigan, offensive tackle, and that was our final pick in the draft, so a total of 12 there. Three corners, one tight end, one quarterback, one uh, yeah, one receiver, two tackles, uh, one def one D tackle, and one defensive end. So a hell of a draft by Ballard again. I mean, as you guys can see here, our raw athletic score was off the charts for every position. Ballard's really loving these athletes that are coming out. Um, hopefully, hopefully these also um, equal to some great football players as well. Um, but I love what Ballard did in the draft, man. Yeah, man, I agree. Uh, it's really this athleticism that's got my attention here, man. All in the nines outside of what three players that are high eights. Yep. I mean, you can't really compete with this. This is this is that they're going to come into OTAs, rookie OTAs, then they're going to hit OTAs in training camp, and they're going to give some of the players we have now a lot of issues, a lot of competition, man. A lot of competition, especially just at a cornerback and tackle. Yes, absolutely. Were you going to add to that, Damon? I was just going to say we brought speed. And I feel oh. like our, where our roster has lacked has been speed over the last couple of years. I feel like we've been physical necessarily, but missing in the speed department. So I think this adds kind of a flair and a touch that Steichen is wanting um, with this roster. So, and I mean, our whole division got better with this draft too. So I really like the picks that we made. I wouldn't say the whole division. Not Tennessee. Yeah, I think there's Tennessee did not look like they did really much in the draft at all. Yeah, I've seen some people pretty upset about them. They took another, uh, I want to say two tight ends in this draft, I think. And one being another pass catcher, and they already took uh, – I don't know how to pronounce his name. The guy they took at tight end last year who was a pretty good player. So, uh, yeah. In, in, my, in my opinion, that GM over there did not look like he knew what he was doing. Yeah. I I'll, mean, I mean, I, I think the first-round pick was a good pick. Yep. Um, I, th I, think, I think trading up for Will Levis is where he started to lose his, <laughs> lose his way. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I thought I thought for sure the Titans uh, had the lowest out of our division. I I put the uh, the Jags and the Texans about equal, and then us just a little right over them because of how many picks we were able to, you know, put together in this draft and for key positions and uh, competition. So. Yeah, I mean, look at how our offensive tackle in the seventh round has a nine point eight athletic score. That's just insane to find in the seventh round. That, that reminded me of what the Philadelphia Eagles did, the way they like to pull guards, pull tackles, move the, move the offensive line, change the pocket. Uh, athleticism, I think, was a is a huge improvement for us as far as offensive line-wise, and I love it. Yeah, last year we didn't seem like we had any of it. Nope. Nobody was moving, none Go of block. that. Go block. Go block straight up. Yep. Nathan's over here saying we signed two unsigned wide receivers. I'm guessing he's saying undrafted. undrafted. Yeah, undrafted. Uh, it's just I, I'm missing the names right now. I had to get to some other stuff, but I know there was a uh, for sure like two of them. Um, looks like Ashley answered one of them on there. Braxton Westfield was going to be one of them, 
and I want to say one other guy, so we can get those names somewhere in there. But um, uh, Matt, let's go ahead and start with uh, let's start with with three little ones here, and then Damien, you can put your three in there as well. What do you love? Who do you love? Who do you like? Who do you dislike? Our question to pick. Okay. Twelve. That was. Uh, you you want me to you want me to go ahead and start? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I think the first one I love is Josh Downs. Um. I'm not going to say Anthony Richardson. I'm going to keep Anthony Richardson out of it just because that's completely that's obvious. Quarterback, yeah. Yeah, that's it's a position of need, and you you know how I feel about Anthony Richardson. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about it for weeks now. So we'll go ahead and talk about these other guys. Josh Downs I like. And the reason I like it is because we let Paris Campbell go, and I think Josh Downs is going to take that spot. Um, I think he's going to come in. He's going to compete with Isaiah McKenzie, and he's pretty much going to take over that wide receiver three spot. Now, maybe not this year, but next year. Um, he could also be a threat in special teams as a returner. Um, so him and uh, Brandon Flowers returning kicks could probably be really dangerous. Um, the other one I like is Blake Freeland. Um, that man is a stud. He's an yeah. offensive tackle. I love that. Uh, basketball player. Vers- versatile. Yeah, that's what I like, man. I like basketball <laughs> players that come and play football, man, because they know how to box people out. That, they know, they know both how, of them. They know how to Blake use their and, hands, uh, bro. Blake and Jake. Jake played basketball too. Um, and I, I I liked I liked getting Jalen Jones. I think we got him way later than he should have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only pick to me that was questionable was Evan Hull. I I don't understand why we took a running back there. Um, and the only reason is because I like our running back room. It's already highly competitive. Yeah. Uh, I think there could have been something else we could have got there, like Pace, but Pace went undrafted, so who knows. Sure, for sure. Damon, Damon who, you, who do you love? Who do you like? Who do you uh, dislike or question? Yeah, can y'all hear me well? Just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah we can hear you good. Perfect. I love Blake Freeland. Um, I think I think that was our, our like best pick from where we got him at in the draft. I think he's everything that we want to make our offensive line be in the future. So the fact we got him when we did, I love that pick. I like Julius Brents. Um, I think we were all kind of really high on him. I know DeMarco had his, his grades. He was very serious about the corners this year. But um, if you can't tell by the corners we took, I think we took a lot of size. Uh, I do think we kind of got bulldogged a little bit this season uh, with smaller corners. So I think that instantly um, is a position that we, we saw instant growth from. The pick that I didn't like has got to be the tight end. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get that. We have four tight ends already. We picked up that guy from Houston. Um, and the guy's just a pass catching tight end with a little bit of receiver style upside. And this guy was like a uh, more of a scene catcher. So didn't see a lot of uh, reason in that pick there and where we got him either. Yeah, those two fifth rounders are questionable right there. That 162 and 176. I agree with him on that one 100%. Yeah, so my uh, love, like, and dislike. Um, so my love is, is, is Tommy. Uh, Adetomi uh, Adabari, that's, that's, that, that dude, I, I love his ability and what he can bring at defensive tackle. I think if he can put it together, um, I love this pick, his explosiveness, his speed that he can play with. Oh, my God, it, it's crazy. Like, he's 280 pounds running 4-4. That is insane. Um, love that pick there. Um, I like the, uh, the Darius Rush pick. I like that pick out of South Carolina. Um, he didn't get as many interceptions as he probably would have liked, but I, I really like that pick at corner, another uh, bigger physical corner. This was a huge thing for us, and what I liked about uh, what we did pick up was the Julius Brinson, Darius Rush is kind of showing me that Gus Bradley 
is trying to get Cal- Chris Ballard to move towards that 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 um, that Legion of Boom type system that he ran over there with Seattle. So I really like that pick as well. And then uh, my dis my dislike, man, I hate to to piggyback off of what you guys uh, said already, but I truly agree. It's either the running back or the tight end. But I gotta say the tight end, Will Mallory, um, because just for the same reasons that Damon said, our tight end room is filled. So uh, it's just like we got five right now. So it's like you obviously have to cut somebody unless you're planning to keep four tight ends. And it's like, really? Four? So I'm thinking like you either trade Mo Ali Cox or something to get that contract off the books and try and lower that room. Um, so that was just something that, that I, I didn't understand that pick uh, to take the tight end there. I, I was hoping that we would take Andrew Voorhees there. One of hide him away. One of my surprising things that didn't that we didn't take, looking at position wise, uh, is edge. It's a little confused that we didn't tap into edge or we didn't tap into outside linebacker. I I was surprised by linebacker. I was surprised by. I mean, I I kind of I don't know if we maybe would have went edge a little bit. I know there's still some free agents out there. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's tough to say exactly what they were thinking just because if, like, say we swap the two running back or the tight end and and, and add a uh, edge rusher and a um, linebacker there that could probably play all three, Sam, Will, and Mike, you know, that kind of changes a lot there. Yeah, it – I just think, I don't know, man. It looks like to me, like you guys said earlier, it looks like we're changing up our defense a little bit because I think Gus is asking for size on the outside. Yeah. Um, and it definitely looked like Chris wanted to get Shane some athleticism offensively uh, outside of that tight end and running back. Offensively, like the, the offensive tackles are athletic. Those guys are going to be competing with for right guard, in my opinion. Yep. Truly agree. Hey, uh, Jordan, it's all good, man. Maybe next time. The funny uh, thing is, I just, I just nice messaged him. I just messaged him and sent him the link too, and was like, "If you want to come in, man." <laughs> and then I came back over and saw his comment that he's at work. Hey, uh, to answer um, Nathan's question about Jalen Wayne, I believe it was right. He asked about him. He just signed with the Bills. That just happened, so we're not getting him. Uh, then we got another one from Julian here that says Mo Ali Cox is gone. Uh, that's that's another thing right there. I mean, I, I honestly is still it's it's tough for me to kind of cope with the tight end pick there. But um, I mean, I, I I'll leave my judgment aside until I see where we go or what we do with that situation, just because of the fact that I didn't like the Ogletree pick last year and he looked like he might have broke his way into being our starting tight end or number two uh, before his injury last year. Jordan agreeing with me. There we go. Love out of Barre can play all over the line. Shocked he went to the fourth round. Uh, liked Freeland, super talented. But does this mean Bernard goes to guard? Dislike Mallory from the standpoint that's been said. Cole equals the Ballard pick for a potential special teams guy to me. Totally agree. And I said he's a pretty good pass catcher. And um, he also, he runs between his tackles. You don't want to tackle the guy. So I kind of get it. But like Matt said, 
Same thing with our tight end room. Our running back room is it's maxed out. So it's like yeah. when I when I see some of these rooms, it's like you can't expect all of these guys to either make it to a practice squad or to make the team with how many guys we got there. So that's just they caught him. Yeah, they they caught him a pass catching back, and he caught fourteen passes in all of college. That makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> and Demarco can fact check me there. <laughs> that's funny because that's hilarious. No, the funny part about that is, is when they said pass catching back, they literally said that and acted like that was a lot of catches. Like yeah. they said it on ESPN. So, totally agree with you, Damon. I again, that's one of those picks, man. I mean, I, I mean, I guess if he could be a, a special teams All Pro, like Ashton Doolin, I guess. But uh, I mean, I just those those two picks are are questions for me. But even if you if you eliminate those and you gave us the ten picks. It's, to me, it's it's just a hell of a draft. I mean, you're just playing with house money with those two picks at that point. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it was a uh, it was big time. Let's, uh, let's talk about what everybody wants to talk about. Yeah. How are y'all feeling about Ant Richardson as the quarterback? Hey, number number five, AR five. AR5. AR5. Five. I feel like I'm about to buy a Colts jersey is what I feel like. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm just waiting for him to put it on there. <laughs> I already, already put my order in, man. <laughs> I got it on the way. They just got to confirm the number and we, we in there. Yep. I'll tell you what, though, man. I'm, a, I'm done with the comparisons. I just want people to let him be him. Let him be Anthony Richardson, the first of him. I'm sick and tired of the Cam Newton. I've seen Donovan McNabb probably the most. Is let him be him. There has never Absolutely. been a more athletic quarterback ever drafted to an NFL team. Ever. With that size, speed, vertical. I mean, the the cannon. He's got he's got, he's got a strong arm. Right? I mean, he, he's, he's got, got Warren Moon's arm. cannon. Yeah, you know what I mean? And or just let him be him. Sure. You know what I mean? And let's just see this. Let's just see how this team pans out. And, and, and what can I we could build around him, but man, this guy has got the, the the grit, and I think he has a work ethic. So I couldn't be more stoked, man. Don't call him Cam Jackson, man. I'd stop. <laughs> he stop. said he got away from that himself. He said he almost chose the number two, but he got away from the uh, the Cam Newton to do his own thing. Yeah, I mean that's even who was it? Who was it on the Colts? Was that Isaiah Rogers? Even Isaiah Rogers tweeted that. Yeah, he said, no more Cam Jackson. You are Anthony Richardson. You are a Colt. Yeah, like, let's not do that. Um, yeah, man, I think one of my favorite things about him was when I was watching his press conference when it first started. He had You can tell he's young, mm-hmm. you know, because he had that, that awkward, uncomfortable smile because all the lights were on him, all the eyes were on him. And he was just, once they started the press conference, you could see it in his smile. He just didn't know what to do in that moment. Yeah, he uh, being only only twenty years old, he'd be yeah. twenty one in twenty one in May. So uh, 
<laughs> he's bright and shining young. But uh, I don't, I, I don't know. If, I, I think the the bigger press conference is something that'll be a little bit bigger for him. But I, I definitely think he he's humble enough. And then playing for the Gators, I mean, we got one of the biggest fan bases out there. And then playing for them for uh for the the years um the year the years that he did being on the team and then playing as well, uh I I think he's ready for it. And then just uh he he loves to have fun with it is the best part for me. It's like he takes it serious. He wants to be great, but he doesn't he doesn't look at football as something that that he can't do without having fun. And and he looks like he's having a ball and enjoying every minute of it. So. I think uh, think it's good for him. I'm ready for him to to go. And then just like we discussed before, um, Matt had the situation where he said he wants his guy starting day one. Um, me and Zach were talking about that, and I was talking about having him split reps in the the uh, off front office, and and Steichen have confirmed that they expect expect uh, him to split reps through training camp and all um all of the camp and stuff. So. I think we're we're looking at exactly what we thought we we probably might see, um, and we're more than likely to be seeing him start day one, um, sooner rather than later. So, yeah, I always expected the reps to be split in training camp. I didn't expect them to take all first team reps right off the get go. You know, yeah. um, but I did always expect. I I just had a feeling that. You know, just like Shane said, this is what I was just trying to say last week was that um, development comes with experience, and that 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 was my only point. With a guy like like Anthony Richardson, he can learn so much just by being on the field, especially when he's got wheels. If something breaks down, and he can just make a play happen, just because he's you know the athleticism that he has, that's something you can trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's another thing that that when people sat there and and the people that like to criticize the uh, completion percentage and whatnot, it's a funny thing for me to sit there and look at it and think because a lot of the games that we lost, I'm saying we because I'm a Florida Gators fan. So um, that we lost were because our defense couldn't stop a cold. And when you look at some of his completion percentage, yeah, if you go one for two, boom, you're at 50 percent. Right. But then he can also use his legs and get you a first down. So if he's completing 50 per, 50% down the field for an entire game, he's still moving the chains, which can still get you wins. And so that was just one of the things that I think people are really missing is when you bring another element to the game, it's harder to defend. And and what we're looking for is uh, uh, upwards projection each season. So um, I to just me, think the sky is the limit. To me, completion percentage isn't a knock on just the quarterback. There's too much involved that has to deal with the completion percentage. And a lot of people think that the quarterback throws the ball, runs the routes, and catches the ball. Absolutely. Like, if it's a drop, in my opinion, if it touches the receiver's hands, it should not go against the quarterback. You want to know how many uh, drops were in that game that uh, he got? He keeps getting called out on? Probably a lot. I mean, didn't Florida lead – like, weren't, didn't they lead college football in drops? Well, <laughs> at least, at I, least big – yeah, SEC. In SEC, FBS, the, the top schools, yeah, yeah. Led, the, yeah. Led, the, led the league. It was uh, – in that Florida State game, it was nine drops in the second half. Yeah, that's insane. And in, in the second half alone is insane. That, remi- <laughs> that reminds me of the Indianapolis Colts of 2013. Yeah. Bro, we, I remember we had massive amount of drops that year, and I was like, my goodness, Andrew Luck putting it we, everywhere. We ended up losing that playoff game, what, uh, I think it was 
thirteen to thirteen to twenty, I think it was. We didn't score. Or no, 12, to 20, twelve to twenty. We didn't score right? Down, right? Yeah, I think it was twelve to twenty, nine to twenty. Was that, like that was that the Darius Hayward, Hayward Bay era? Yes. That yes. Like, yeah. Yes. That was and that he, was drop city. And he was and he was good in pit. And then we signed him and then he just dropped he everything. Forgot how to catch the football. Uh uh, we had um Moncrief too. And Moncrief was dropping shit all over the place. I feel trying like to get Moncrief him came the year after. I thought you he sure? came 14. No, I think Moncrief he was 13. I, I think thought he, he came to, I think I think I thought he came the year after TY. Yeah, TY was drafted with Andrew. That would have been like Griff Whalen then, right? We had like Griff Whalen. Yeah. Because Re- Reggie blew his ACL against Denver. So it was T.Y. And I remember T.Y. just got bulldogged that whole game. Could not get open, man. Yeah. We had a lot of drops, man. A lot. And it just, and Andrew, look, I remember it was – I would think it was one of his worst years completion percentage-wise, and everybody was attacking him for it. And I was like – has anybody watched these games? Like, d- dudes are dropping the ball every time it touches their hands. How about how bad our running game was that year? I, I went back and watched some of the film, and second and we, eights, third and sixes, awful. 2013, we didn't have one 100-yard rushing game. I'm pretty sure that was the year. That was the year we didn't have a running back run for 100 yards. Yeah, I think we went like a good like five years the, with a 100 yard the, rush or something like that. Yeah, the last time a running back ran for 100 yards for us was week one of Andrew Luck's rookie year, and it was Vic Ballard until we got Frank Gore. And even then, he probably ran for 101 yards. <laughs> Yeah, I, think, I, mean, I think he hit or something like that. I think he hit like nine hundred something yards this season. I don't know if he got a thousand yards with us. I think he came up just a little I bit think, short. I thought he did yeah. in his like second to last season. I, I with think us he might have. I can't remember exactly. Oh, Nathan is giving us the updates. We got a few uh, guys coming in. Caleb Sampson. Oh yeah, example. appreciate you, Nathan. Uh, guy Thomas. Hey, guy Tom- is that his name? Guy Thomas, the linebacker from Colorado. Uh, real quick, I think he's saying to... bringing in a guy. Yeah, I was gonna say start hitting up Ryan stuff. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan uh, was saying here. He said he thinks it's a good match for our system that will run, which we're most likely thinking is gonna look like a lot of the Jalen Hurts offense. Just so everybody knows, we don't know what the offense is gonna be yet, but we think it's gonna look pretty similar. Yeah. Um, comparing a guy that's six four, uh, two hundred forty four pounds, and run a four three to McNabb is so dumb. Obviously, because McNabb. Yeah, he was maybe that big, but he definitely wasn't that fast. Nowhere near. He was he was pretty mobile. He was pretty mobile in athleticism wise, but he wasn't able. He wasn't fast. He was yeah. Fast he didn't have straight line speed. No. Uh, he said, uh, "Our coaching, our coaching in locker room will be tested because if it's everything it's supposed to be, he'll be great. Especially when you consider how important it is to have versatility at the QB in today's game, which is an absolute fact. The game is changing." We are no longer have to be uh, pocket passers, stand and be a statue type of uh, quarterback can play. Can I comment on that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I have ahead. wanted an Anthony Richardson style quarterback since Andrew Luck retired. So I know really? that I yes because when I watched when I was watching other teams in the NFL, Russell Wilson had been one of my favorite quarterbacks for a yeah. long time. I because this a because, times. because of his athleticism, his ability to get out of the pocket and his ability to make plays like that, his, the offense was exciting to watch, Absolutely. right? And then you had guys like Lamar Jackson, 
Ravens are exciting to watch. Patrick Mahomes, exciting to watch. Joe Burrow, I mean, he's not as mobile as everybody else, but he he's exciting to watch. And what I'm that's the most I'm excited for. Anthony Richardson bringing the excitement to our offense. Our offense had been so boring since Andrew Absolutely. Luck retired after 2018. Absolute fact. The, on, the, on, the only excitement we ever got was from Jonathan Taylor. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's and that's absolute facts. And that's why I kept trying to tell everybody, like, if it wasn't Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, is why I was telling everybody Anthony Richardson. So regardless of the fact that, like, yes, we're gonna have to work through his struggles. Like, please, Colts fan, do not be upset yeah. about anytime he throws inter- interception or he makes a bonehead play or whatever. We will have excitement. You are a Colts fan for entertainment. Do we absolutely want to want to win championships? Absolutely. But we want to be an exciting football team. You want to come and be able to be like, wow, that was a good game. You love a player. Like, this is what Anthony Richardson will bring. And that was one of the biggest factors of why I was saying this is should be a guy that we would want. So we're not sitting here watching a Matt Ryan type led offense, a Nick Foles type led offense, or having some of the games where we were just so scared to throw the ball with Carson Wentz that he only threw 10 passes. Like, yeah. like we don't want that. Like it, it, even if you do throw 10 passes with an Anthony Richardson, at least you're going to have at least three, like 20 plus yard runs. This is, this is what I'm hoping Shane does. I'm hoping Shane takes a page out of Mike Tomlin's book. There was something Mike Tomlin used to do at practice uh, with Pittsburgh when they had Ben Roethlisberger because they had a bad offensive line. What they did was they literally practiced what ha- what receivers are supposed to do in a broken play. Mm-hmm. How to get open in a broken play. That's why Ben Roethlisberger was so good back in the day because his receivers knew that if he was rolling out of the pocket or he was under duress, they knew what to do because Mike Tomlin beat it down their throats that you don't just stay on your route. You don't just stop, right? And a lot of the times, that's what our receivers had done. I was just about to say, you know, that's a good point that you bring that up because this would be something really important to teach our receivers, especially for a guy like Michael Pittman, who's been in this offense for the last three years now, and all he had is statue QBs that weren't really extending any plays. So that's a really good point and really something that guys need to lock in. It was – I I can just coach in that. I remember hearing about Mike Tomlin doing that when we had uh, Andrew Luck back in the day with with, uh, Chuck Pagano because Chuck Pagano started having our receivers learn that when he realized that that's what Mike Tomlin was doing. And that's why Andrew Luck was always, whenever a broken play happened, he was able to still complete a pass downfield because his receivers knew, at least when they were able to catch it, because we had receivers that couldn't catch the fucking cold if they wanted to, but... It's important. Receivers need to know what happens when plays break down. They have to know what they need to do. They don't just stop. Play doesn't just end. You don't just wait for your quarterback to make something happen or throw the ball away. Run to the, the play is still alive. Get open. And I think I think the best part about that is Isaiah McKenzie. Key name. He's been playing with Josh Allen. Yep. He knows about the mobile quarterbacks. He knows about extending plays. He knows about getting around. I think perfect fit uh, for this situation. For him to to see what he's getting, see what he's working with, and do. And then uh, Ryan brought up another point there. I was about said, to touch on that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, gonna have to teach him how to protect himself because he won't be stopped at his size running the ball. Getting hurt is another story. So agreed. Uh, watching him play for the Gators, um, 
I, I can't necessarily say he'll know to protect himself as far as like trying to run over a linebacker or something like that. But I know he definitely didn't take too many big hits. A lot of the time from him, it would be like getting uh, like somebody catching his ankles and grabbing him from behind. He had a couple sore ankles, but he did play all 13 of his games. So he was never out for long periods of time. But that's definitely a, a real a real point and a good point there by Ryan again. Um, I think that's definitely something that we'd hope that uh, that uh, Chris Ballard is is preaching, and then same thing with Steichen all the way down to Anthony Richardson to know to make those plays, know to get out of bounds, know to throw the ball away, you know, just know when know when to slide, know when to give up, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Now, if you're in the open field, you're 15 yards downfield, and you know you can make a move, make the move. But if you're in an area that's between, you know, five to eight yards away from the line of scrimmage and there's bodies everywhere, don't try. Just just go down. That's where Andrew Luck made his mistakes, man. He had two two linebackers coming at him straight ahead, and he puts his shoulders down and runs them both over and just keeps going. Like I'm not trying to be a linebacker playing quarterback. Yeah. Those those were mistakes that he made. Those were mistakes that Cam Newton made. <laughs> like facts. This right here. Well, I tell you, man, we had, uh, we had, um, uh, Montreal, our running back, and then we had uh, Trevor Etienne, Travis Etienne's little brother from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and our 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 running game at Florida was just absolutely elite. So, this is definitely going to be crazy. Can't wait to see. It. I I really can't wait to see who plays right guard. Yeah, that's really can't. I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be um, our guy that we picked up that the tackle, but I guess uh, he's gonna be coming in. To, um, our guy uh, Blake, but I think he's gonna be coming in to compete with Braden, or not Braden. Um, uh, Brayman, Raymond. Uh, yeah, Bernard Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Chris. I think Chris is still high on uh, on Braden Smith. He made a lot of comments this this offseason about Braden Smith and Ryan Kelly. So I don't really see. Much movement in that aspect. Um, I do see uh, Will. I think Will Fries is going to start at right guard to start the season, depending on if anyone does beat him out at right guard. But I do think Will Fries is going to be the starter over there. That is my prediction at right guard. Yeah, I, I also would like to make a point to that. A lot of the the people who think that O line is like our biggest major need is, is something that I would say like. Anytime that you have a mobile quarterback, as long as they aren't having to be 100% of your offense all the time, like Lamar Jackson, but if you look at like a mobile quarterback like a Justin Herbert or even a Patrick Mahomes, I mean, like a guy who can get out of trouble on his own and Anthony Richardson's ability in the pocket is, I'm telling you guys, like it's next level. Let's let's remind everyone who this (laughs) offensive line was built for. Yeah, this 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 Andrew was, Luck. This exactly. offensive line was built for Andrew Luck. Hence the reason there's been a decline. The only reason Philip Rivers was able to be successful behind this offensive line smart. because he was smart. <laughs> yeah. He knew what he was doing. He was getting the ball out in in Tom Brady time. You know, like it was just quick, quick throw, quick throw, step back throw, step back throw, hand the ball off. Jonathan Taylor was elite at the time. So and then you bring in Carson Wentz, who's not elite when it comes to reading a defense and making any type of adjustments. He holds the ball too long, makes stupid decisions. And you have Matt Ryan, who's a statue. This offensive line's not built for a guy who's a statue. It's not. So 
I really do think I really do think having a guy like Anthony Richardson is going to bring this offensive line back to form, no matter who we have at right guard. Um, I do think Raymond's still going to be at the offensive tackle position, uh, the left tackle position to start, unless Blake really beats him out. I mean, yeah, anything, anything could really happen. Unless I, think, I mean, honestly, I think it could happen with his with his athleticism, depending on what Steichen wants to call and how we're going to play it. Like, if we're really legitimately going to have some movements and calls like the Eagles, I think Blake could possibly beat out Ryman. But if it's one of those situations where you got so many good linemen that they that you just can't really like try and stop somebody or take somebody out, I think Blake could easily end up fitting in that guard because you know how Ballard is. Ballard's going to tell you, hey, I need you to do multiple things. Like, you want to yeah. start? We can, we can put you here. Um, and I think Will Fries is not as bad as, as we may have thought maybe he was. Um, but I just think it's a little bit easier knowing when you got a guy behind you that can kind of make some people miss on his own and still make plays. So I think that's a really huge thing. There. Yeah, Ryan makes a comment to that too. Fries wasn't terrible at guard when he got snapped. Seems like we need better coaching at O-line, which we have now, which we we all agree on that. I do think well, the scheme the scheme uh, definitely affected the offensive line as a whole. Uh, Josh here. Um, hold on, real quick, real quick, before you move to that one, I just want to comment on that with Ryan. Uh, I will say with the coaching, we don't know yet. We do know that Tony Sperano Jr., his dad has the lineage and whatnot. But I just want to make this point to everybody who's watching or anybody who's heard from me personally. Offensive line coaching is the biggest coaching job that is needed for this team. Like the biggest coaching job to need for this team. If this team is coached right on the offensive line, we literally – We could easily take this division – if our offensive line is where it should be, I promise to everybody. So I think Agreed. that's. Uh, uh, I believe Josh is a new a new, a new viewer. Have new seen viewer. Him Welcome, Josh. Welcome, Appreciate Josh. you coming in. Uh, he says a few things here. Shane is literally the perfect coach for Richardson. Agreed, one hundred percent. His experience with young QBs and proven success. Again, agree, one hundred percent. Richardson is only twenty years old. He can only get better from here. We've made moves at wide receiver, and I know we will improve our own line. We're one hundred percent headed in the right direction. I agree with everything, Josh. I, my dude's spitting facts right there. Facts, one hundred percent facts. Jordan here says, "I just bring this point back up, questioning him and saying Levis, if we didn't take him at, I, I'm assuming he means four, he would have grabbed it in the top ten. Still, Levis dropped with only really one team who even considered him." Also, people saying Levis was safe. What it safe about being the most turnover prone QB over the last few years? So basically, what he's saying is some people made the argument, right? So like, I think Tim Passelback. I'm pretty sure it was Tim. I think he was he was being a major hater on Anthony Richardson, and and people like we had Dan Orlovsky and Ryan Clark. They were saying like the Colts made a good move, and he's with the right team. Tim Hasselbeck argument was, well, what does Anthony Richardson showed you? He's basically doing the same thing as Levis, and he's basically saying, like, you could have took him at four. And the misconception there is, is what Jordan of what I think Jordan is trying to say here is, is, is if we didn't take Anthony Richardson, somebody else in the first round was going to take him for sure. Yeah. What we saw happen to Will Levis getting all the way to the second round would have not happened gonna to happen. Anthony Richardson. Anthony nope. Richardson. So that's what I think he's saying there. And then people were a lot of times looking at Will Levis is like the mistakes that you're making on film, like we need to know why. And they question some of his his uh, character on the field. 
and some of the things that he would do there. And I think that's pretty much what uh, Jordan is saying there if we didn't grab Richardson. Yeah, and this this uh this episode is definitely titled What the fuck is Jim talking about? Um <laughs> And there, there was a reason for this. All right, then he blew I, my mind. I scheduled this the night of the first round, so pretty much after we watched the first round, I started working on the scheduling of this one. And Jim started tweeting, "Hey, Colts fans, what would you think of taking Will Levis and having a, a Steve Young, Joe Montana type draft? Like, bro, man, what the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, it was, it was hilarious because I was like, "Ain't no way!" Like. Cause y'all just imagine, like, just, just, just think for a second with me. Just imagine and dream here. If you see this pick right here with Julius, uh, Julius Brents, and the pick that you see there with Julius, instead of that being him, that saying Will Levis, quarterback, right after. How would you feel? Like, just, just take that in for a second. I was like, what the hell is Jim talking about? I immediately said that to the group. I'm like. Jim's shriver right now. They need to take his damn phone. Like, what the hell is this? But, sorry, Rangers tied it. <clears throat> if I seem a little out of it, guys, just just don't worry. All right, the Devils and Rangers. It's it's weeks. It's it's game six. Oh, Devils are up three two in the series. We could we could we could end it. We could end this series tonight. That's tied one to one. About to be the end of the first first period. So. My Lakers, we blew out the Memphis Grizzlies in our three-two. Hey, you know, this morning, this morning I played a little bit of two K. I think it was yesterday, actually. I played a little bit of two K. I I played that game. I have it on my PC. I'm not good at all. I'm terrible. Uh, Nathan had something here to. Oh, just real quick, just wanted to show this here. This is our guy, Adrian. Adrian, Adrian! but yeah, man, amazing draft. Me, you've been talking about it a little bit in our uh, in our conversation. Um, and then real quick here, Nathan, is it true? Uh, Nathan says, is it true? Levis didn't want to have uh, surgery on his ankle. I know absolutely nothing of this. Once we got our quarterback, I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I didn't, I didn't pay attention to another single quarterback. I didn't look to another quarterback. The only one that I paid attention to, uh, well, actually don't let me lie. I, I, I was kind of keeping my eye out to see where Hendon Hooker went. And then where I did he go? Where uh, Matt's guy, Max Duggan, go? Hey, I'll tell you what. Hey, shout out <laughs> to the Chargers. You just found Justin Herbert's replacement. All right. <laughs> so when y'all are done not winning games or winning anything big, go ahead and start. Max go ahead and make that switch. <laughs> Max, Max will go ahead and take you to the Super Bowl and then get blown out. But at least you got there. Hey, they gotta they gotta get rid of Staley first. <laughs> Max is gonna beat that dude out. Max is gonna beat that dude. Out. No, no, no. The head coach. I'm saying they oh, gotta yeah, get yeah, him yeah, if they no, want to no. go. No, I was. I meant their uh, their their second string quarterback right now. He's named but, after. Um, uh, I think it's Easton Bat or whatever his name or Easton Stick or something. Yeah, yeah. Max uh, is gonna H- beat that dude out. Hen and Hooker end up going to Detroit, just like I was telling you guys. I I honestly, I think Jared Goff might need to be a little bit worried for his job. He he hey, did make some comments. Um, did Detroit take a running back? Yeah, they did. I. I don't understand what Detroit. But they traded. They traded DeAndre Swift, which to me was. I'm sorry, but DeAndre Swift was kind of inconsistent in my opinion. I agree. He was inconsistent. I had him on fantasy, and it used to piss me off. Yeah, because one game he'll give you thirty, and the next game he'll give you five. (laughs) My my thing with with that is though is like you don't know what you're gonna get out of Jameer Gibbs. 
and then you True. just let, and then you the just let, you let Jamal Williams, Jamal who Williams broke, left, who broke yeah. Barry Sanders' record of touchdowns in a year, you let him walk. So it's like, <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like I didn't, I didn't understand that pick. I felt like they could have got more talent on a defensive end where they struggled because they were one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Agreed. But on defensively, they were giving up everything. So it was like I didn't understand what they were doing. And, so in that, my and in, in my opinion, Hendon Hooker is only going to miss the rookie OTAs, and then he's going to miss OTAs, right? Mm-hmm. So he'll be back by training camp. I think halfway through the season, he might replace Jared Goff. I, I, that's what I was trying to tell Trev. I think he's coming to take that job. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I think I think I think Jared Goff is only three years older than him. Yeah. But but Hendon Hooker was he was gonna be probably the number one pick this year if he didn't I mean get he he was my number one before he hurt. Yeah. So Rusty Bill Bulliner here asks, uh, wasn't it a ninety-nine percent athletic ability score for Richardson at the combine? I'm tracking that the athletic score is out of ten. Yes, I believe it's out of it's 10, out of 10 out and of 10. he's got the the 10 perfect 10 score. 10. He he had the uh it's the highest rated uh relative athletic score uh for a quarterback in history. I agree. Uh, and then did y'all hear about them Philadelphia Bulldogs? We definitely I got did. them. Adrian, I got them winning the Super Bowl, bro. Yeah, that's like, fact. I mean, like, I mean, even if they had to play against play against Patrick Mahomes again, y'all know I picked the, the Chiefs over the Eagles just because of Patrick Mahomes. But I'm looking at this team, right? You got Jalen Carter on the inside. You got Jordan Davis on the inside. They add Nolan Smith to that team. They add, they they got uh, the linebacker that they had there at Georgia. They bring back Slay. They got Bradbury. They draft Ringo. I mean, this team literally just has not taken a step back. They keep Kelsey. Who would they hire as OC? Um, Brian Johnson, the quarterbacks coach. So that will that is the only okay. different differential factor I would say there. I don't think it's much of a difference though. Ex- exactly. That's what <laughs> it's I was not trying to change much. somebody. And so that's why I was like, dude, there's no way the Eagles are not winning outside of injury. If they stay <laughs> yeah. healthy, I just don't see how you can stop this team with just let alone how much depth they have on the D line. Facts. And like, I and I don't want to I don't want to admit it because you know, I'm from there, and wife is an Eagles fan, so I don't really want to be like, yeah, you guys are probably going to win the Super Bowl again. <clears throat> Hopefully she didn't hear that. They got dogs over there. But, yeah, that team's stacked, bro, and they have a good coaching staff. I don't care if people are upset that Nick Sirianni gets so hyped on the sideline. That's me as a coach. So I love it. I'm here for his energy on the sideline. And 100%. honestly, I think they upgraded he, that defensive coordinator. When he, when he came – to Indy, and he said that's for right. All the Colts fans were upset. That's fine, but that energy is what you want from a coach. Absolutely, that energy is what you want from a co- even if they beat your, us by one point. Even if even if they only beat us by one point. Uh, let's see. Let's go back up. Scroll uh, back up. Scroll back up. We're, we're, back we're, up. Up we're at Jordan. At Ryan's. Uh, oh, Hold yeah. on, Jordan. Uh, they have Montgomery to let Gibbs develop. But, but are you really placing Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift with David Montgomery? I just don't think that's I don't think that's equal. I think you have I some won. major drop off in your running game. Luckily, I will say their offensive line is good enough to where we may not see a difference. I just me personally, I don't like it. I, I want to say this. I want to say this about Jamal Williams while we're on the conversation of Detroit running backs since he's not the running back there anymore. Mm-hmm. There is only one team Jamal Williams needs to go to. Oh, he already signed. Yeah, I know, but oh. eventually he needs to play for this head coach. I don't care what team, but he needs to play for this head coach. Mike McDaniels. 
I think they, they both weird conversations. <laughs> they both are the silliest motherfuckers in press conferences, bro. And oh. I am here for it. I love Mike McDaniel's press conferences. Jamal Williams is probably one of the most laid back, funniest players in the NFL. He's so chill. They both have great personalities, and I think they both would just gel together so well. I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, I love I them no, both. I got no problem with that. I love Jamal Williams. I love yeah. his personality. Oh, which he one did you go? Were you going this one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan says they couldn't afford Williams paying running back. is tough these days. Uh, this this season, I will decide whether. We- but from what from what I know about Williams, is he's not searching for money. No, I, I want to say he took a relatively small deal. Yeah, I think I think w- Williams is a guy who just wants to find a home, man. This dude, I don't get that vibe from him when he when he talks, man. Like, no, he don't. All he want to do is play football and go home yeah, and play video a, games and watch anime. That's yeah, it. He's not, he's not like one of these picky diva type players, like bro. No, he not at all. Like, he even think he thinks it's weird that we can even see how much they get paid when the contracts come out and everything. Like, like Jamal Williams telling you, Jamal Williams is one of the best person. Personalities, the NFL. Exactly. I think he is the best personality as a player. Yeah. I think he has the best personality. In so my opinion. I, I just think, even if you're thinking about money or whatever, I feel like you could easily give him less than eight million dollars and you're still good. Like the guy, I mean, like I said, the guy ran for 20 touchdowns or, or 18, whatever it was. And I just simply don't think you can place that with Montgomery, if especially if you look at the Bears' offense when all they could do was run the ball. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Jordan says whoever keeps letting these great players fall to Howie makes no sense. That's true because now it's making Howie look like a genius. And if you remember, Howie was fired back in the day for Chip Kelly, and Chip yep. Kelly was the uh, head coach and the GM. And then they fired Chip Kelly and brought Howie right. Roseman back as the That's GM. So let's, uh, Howie's not a bad GM. I'm not gonna say I'm not saying he's he is. Because he built a roster, but he he took a lot of time to build that roster. He got he hey, smart. I will say he got Cowboys fans in shambles right now, so I love it. So it don't Max, I've seen it. Cowboys <laughs> fans literally openly hey, uh, saying on Facebook that they are afraid of the Eagles right now. Uh, Rusty, new commenter said here, you guys are rolling, good man. We appreciate the comment there, Rusty. Appreciate you for being on and, and giving us some uh some uh comments there. Appreciate it. You got Zach, one of our hosts who decided to have a date night. He picked his wife over us, you know, bros. Before. I know he's still in here <laughs> commenting. You're going to get in trouble. What? <laughs> yeah, go to dinner, bro. But he says Ballard continues to show that if you're not hyper athletic or show incredible trait odds, or they won't be a cult. Indianapolis believes draft the best pl- athletes and you can teach them to play football at the NFL level. What makes players unique is their athleticism and what's between the ears, everything the Colts believe they can build and teach on. I agree with that. So, that's I just want to comment on that real quick, just because I, I think that is true, and I, I totally agree with what you're saying there, Zach, about about uh, the type of players that Ballard wants. I think the problem was is we didn't have the coaching staff to be able to put that ability on tape. To be completely honest with you, if you look at a lot of the stuff that we were trying to teach and what we were trying to build, like just like I've been saying, like we've had conversations saying we want football players. And we haven't been getting that. We've been getting athletes that we were trying to teach football, and it hasn't necessarily shown up the last two years because the coaching wasn't fitting the scheme and the players that of what we were trying to do. And I think a lot of that will change here pretty soon. So that's, that's just my thoughts on that. Yeah, Rusty here says it was cool. We got the hometown cornerback uh, Brent's 
Agreed. He was juiced. He was juiced. And his favorite player is Matt's favorite player uh, for the Colts back in the day. Bob, Bob Sanders. Man Sanders. I still wear Bob Sanders jersey to this day. I don't care. I still have his Super Bowl jersey, and I will forever wear it. Uh, Jordan Kibbe says, I still can't get over Stacey Dales interrupting Shane night one press conference and Shane looking at her like, what the hell may I've been the best? Mo-? Bro, I I died. <laughs> I, and we were all live on the show with this. We were We were airing it. Yeah, I think, airing uh, it on the show. And I want to say, oh, Jordan was the one that said that. Did she just interrupt yeah. him? He was yeah. the one that said that. Yeah, that was yeah. Okay. I was like, no, no, no. I think that, I think that was me. Oh, but, was yeah, I remember seeing it, and Shane was like, "No, nah, you're good." And then looked at Chris like, "What the fuck is wrong with this bitch? <laughs> How did you just interrupt the head coach? Like, that's insane. Facts. Like, don't be us. We interrupt each other, but don't be out there interrupting the head coach while he's talking. Like, you're insane." And Jordan said he wasn't fired. They just had him step away from GM. I mean, that's kind of the same thing. <laughs> that's kind of the same thing. Step away, fired, tomatoes, tomatoes. Rusty Villanueva, do you think our new left tackle, Freeman, will start? So we had this conversation earlier. Let me go ahead and put that one up here. We did have this conversation earlier, and we did talk about it. Um, we're not sure, man. It all depends because – he may be competing for two different positions at once. Absolutely. So he he may be competing for the right guard position, and he might be competing for the left tackle position. He may even compete for the right tackle position. Yeah. Because if you remember, Braden Smith was actually drafted as a right guard. Mm-hmm. And he played right guard before he got shifted over to right tackle. Because his first his rookie season, he played like half the season as a right guard before he got switched over. So, um, in my opinion, Freeland's going to be out there competing for almost any position on that offensive line, specifically on the right side. I think the best thing you could do with him there is just have him compete and other guys be so good that that you can't take him off the field. I think that's the the best part about it. I think that's the best thing that it brings out of competition. I think that's why Ballard loves it so much because it's like if you're so good, then I got to find somewhere to put you. And that means my other guys that are already on the roster are playing so good that I can't take them off the field either. So I think it's a win-win situation. I don't know if he'll – I don't don't necessarily think he'll start at left tackle because if you've seen what Bernard Ryman put up towards the end of the season and giving him a mobile quarterback that can move around a little bit more just to help him out even better. I think uh, a lot of these positions will be solidified, but we could see some shifting movement from guard, uh, right guard and right tackle. I think I think, uh, I think we'll get that answer probably by – I don't even think we'll have that answer by week one. I think there's going to be some shifting parts on the offensive line until we see it solidify probably after the first month. Offensive line is probably one of the hardest groups to gel together, and you don't really get those – those answers until you see in game time. And a lot of those guys can play multiple positions on the offensive line. So shifting them around is going to happen. It's going to happen. So we'll, we'll, we'll most likely get that answer by week five. I think that's my assumption. To Matt's point right there. If we don't have an answer by week one, then, you know, this defense been doing a hell of a job to push this offensive line. Yes. We'll put that out there. And we do have a hell of a defensive front. So <laughs> we could just be got better today. And they just got better today. So Josh Downs will wear number one. Cool. So he's completely replacing Paris Campbell. Hey, if he go off his rookie season, I might have to go clap that. 
That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I was just about to say the same thing. I don't buy rookie jerseys unless it's a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't buy rookie jerseys. So if he balls out and he's balling out probably by like week eight, week nine, I probably will go get his jersey. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. You should see my closet, man. It's all white and blue. And then I have some I have some other clothes. I just had to tell my wife the other day. I'm like, we're we're, we're changing a lot of things with the Colts right now. So you might see yeah. some prepared, man. You're gonna see a lot of packages start coming in. <laughs> uh, Zach was pretty much agreeing me, uh, agreeing with me here um, for Frank's staff that couldn't develop and finally reach their full potential when it showed on the field. One thousand percent agree. And I just think a lot of that had to go with. Um, the fact that Frank wasn't really Chris Ballard's first choice. And a, a lot of the mishap that happened with that is when you have to go with your second option, a lot of the times you'll you'll second think things. And and we can obviously see that Ballard isn't one of a guy that second thinks pretty much anything. He, this guy likes to have conviction in whatever he picks, whoever he chooses, whoever he puts his faith into. Um, and the fact that he had to go a second route to get a second coach, I think a lot of that just showed. And and don't get me wrong here. I, I do not want to sit here and try and bash on Frank. I think Frank is, is a is a really good coach. I think the yeah. problem is, is he just needs players that fit to what he wants to do to a T. And if he would have still had Andrew Luck, we'd be looking at this team so in a totally wanna, different light. I want to say it like this. I think Frank is in the best position in Carolina to show what kind of coach he is. Mm-hmm. Right, because when Chris, Absolutely. when Chris and Frank got here, we had Andrew Luck, so they were like, "Okay, this is our guy. This is what we're going to move forward with. We're going to build around this guy." And they only had him for one year. Absolutely. So now, now you see Chris, right? These, these, this is a good time for Chris to show what he can do as a GM, right? He brought mm-hmm. in Anthony Richardson, which he even said, "Yeah, he was sold on Anthony Richardson a month ago, where he was one hundred percent complete comfortable." But he was thinking about Anthony Richardson since August because of Morocco texting him, Which right? So now Chris is going to be able to build off of Anthony Richardson. So I, I truly believe that no matter what happens this season, don't start calling for Chris's head. Because to me, when you get a rookie quarterback, this is Chris's rookie year. He, just, he was just on a handicap with the first five years. So – now Frank is in the same position over there in Carolina where now he's finally got his rookie quarterback. So now he's on his rookie year as a head coach. I think it's a win-win. win-win yeah. Situation. So now both of them get to start <coughs> in, my, in my opinion. And now they can truly show what they're able to do. Absolutely. And I do want to say this for all the Chris Ballard haters out there. As much as we don't like what the way he does sometimes, doesn't be active in free agency and stuff like this, I will tell you this. This dude, he has some major nuts, man, to make this pick with Anthony Richardson at four. A lot of GMs wouldn't have made this pick because if you listen to a lot of people, they'll tell you this is the make or a fire, uh, a miss or a fire job um, to hire Anthony Richardson. And then also another thing that he does is he caters to his coach. A lot of times you'll see GMs that will pick the guy that they want, they believe in, whatever they think, and they'll completely disregard what their coach says. Or, I mean, not disregard it, but sit there and think, like, I think this will be better for our situation, such as the uh, 49ers situation where they picked a quarterback where they didn't totally agree with. And look how they end up with I, – I, I Now Trey Lance is on the trade block. Exactly. And so I just think we, we got to have a little bit of respect for what this guy does and – and I do wish the uh, best for Frank and um, Bryce Young over there in Carolina. Glad they're not in the AFC South. Facts. 
I don't know what else Carolina did after that. Didn't really pay attention to any really any other teams. I saw what Philly did. Um, I know Houston had a had a really good draft. Tennessee didn't really do much. Jaguars. I didn't really see much of anybody else. Um, typically, I used to watch it every day, but I just didn't want to because <laughs> it's tough sitting there watching the draft all day. So I did go back and check it on ESPN, but I really was just checking for the Colts. Yeah, picks, so. I, yeah, they made they made some some good picks. Um, I know they took uh, Marvin Mims. I was a guy that I, I was hoping that we we might have a chance to get, but uh, they really they really did a good job of building around this kid, Bryce Young. Ultimately, it's going to come down to protection. You got to protect the kid, uh, smaller size and whatnot. But uh, and and that's truly what I think Chris just did too. Took Anthony Richardson, instantly went to go get what Anthony Richardson would succeed with. Yeah, so some some athletic and mobility, and so uh. I think that was one of those things, but yeah, just like Matt said, it was hard to keep up with it. I tried as best I could. I basically was out in the yard working and stuff. And I had to draft on my phone and listen with my headphones. So I'll tell you what, three years ago when we started, oh my this, bad, my bad. Jordan corrected me. It was Mingo, Mingo that they took in Carolina. That was my bad. When well, three years ago when we started this, I remember uh, I sat and watched the whole draft and actually wrote every single draft pick down for every single team. And man, that was so draining. <laughs> My kid, she was like three years old, sitting there watching with me, and just it was insane. Uh, Jordan says out over here. He says outside of Nelson and Kelly, have the the other three be the best and have them go where they fit. I agree with that, um, but I also still think Braden is going to be over there at right tackle. To be completely honest. Um, if I'm going to shift Braden Smith, this is going to go ahead and lead over to what Rusty's saying here. Uh, if I'm going to shift Braden Smith, it's not going to be the left tackle because of his size. Um, I will shift him to right guard. Uh, if I shift uh, Raymond over to right tackle and put Freeland or put Freeland at right tackle and keep Raymond at left tackle, I think that could work too. But like I said, I personally believe that uh, the offensive line is not going to be solidified until about week five in the season, man. It, it takes so much time to solidify what the offensive line is going to be look like because the amount of combination, it's like playing Sudoku, man. It's like just trying to pinpoint exactly what they're doing. Uh, Jordan, yeah, you corrected um, you corrected uh, DeMarco here. <laughs> he met Mims. Anthony, uh, I think I've seen your name before, but welcome. I appreciate you commenting, man. I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Uh, the AFC South is going to be a fun to watch for many years with these rookie QBs and Lawrence in the division. So I do want to comment on that because a lot of people are saying that uh, I don't. Uh, so Will Levis is actually slated as the third string quarterback for Tennessee right now. That's coming from Vrabel in his last press conference. Uh, the way that looks right now in Tennessee is that it's going to be Ryan Tannehill, uh, Malik Willis, and then it's going to be uh, my, uh, Will Levis. Uh, but Vrabel said that, uh, that could change. It just depends on the players. So if Will Levis beats out Malik Willis, he could be QB2. Uh, if he beats out both Will uh, Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill, he could be QB1. So it just fully depends. Um, I fully anticipate Ryan Tannehill starting the season for uh, Tennessee, especially with them having an offensive tackle now uh, with Peter. Um, I can't remember his last name. Skaronsky. Yeah, Skaronsky. Um, I think that instantly helps their offense in my opinion um 
But the, definitely agree that the AFC South is about to be a whole lot better. If I'm going to make a prediction right now off the bat, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Jacksonville is probably still going to win the division this year um, just because they have the most experience at the most important position. Uh, and then it could be anyone really for two and three between Houston and Colts. And then I think Tennessee is still going to come last in the division. That place is a dumpster fire. They have no idea what they're doing. I agree with Matt there. I had a, uh, I had, I had put out a little uh, uh, record for um, our group chat that we had earlier today. I had the Jags at like nine wins, Colts at uh, I want to say it was six, the Colts at six, uh, the Texans at five, and the Titans at four. So that was, uh, I believe, what I put him out if I remember correctly. <clears throat> so try to remember that because um, we do have that segment coming up once that schedule is released. Yeah, buddy. Um, so what we do is we did this a few years ago, and I do like this segment. I think it's fun. Um, what we do is we predict the whole season, and – uh, but it's not just for the Colts. It's for every team in the NFL. So we go, we'll split it up each week. We'll do about week one through week four, you know, do it by quarter. And it kind of spreads it out. It's like a month-long type segment. But it's fun, man. We had a blast. We got an app for that too. Yeah, they do. I forget what the app is. but um, Not an app, but a page, website, whatever. Yeah, there's, yeah there's, a, there's a website for that. And that's what we did it on. That website that everybody uses where they go through and they predict all the games. So, yeah, we use that too. It's fun, man. It was a blast. <laughs> Um, I'm also I'm also hoping that I win Jim Ursay's uh one million dollars. You know, just saying I am in on uh, that. for the the schedule, the schedule prediction. prediction. Oh yeah, he, he had that undrafted when I was gonna try and do it, but I was like, bro, I don't know. There's so many fucking names. Yeah, nah, that's too much, man. But I mean, dude, with the the, the schedule prediction was hard uh-huh. because it's one of those things where it's like there's so many combinations, bro. Like, yeah, for real. I could have went with anything. I could I could have just went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, all the way to eighteen and just legit whatever. Uh, our our co-host here, Zach, had a uh, comment here. He was trying to bring up a new new conversation for us here. Uh, favorite overall prospect taken besides obviously our quarterback AR. Hey, so so before we go ahead and respond to that, Zach, since you're in the comments and you're not on the show tonight, go ahead and put your. Your favorite. Uh, your favorite, your three favorite prospects, and then your least question or your most questionable draft pick. So pick your three your best. Love, your, your, like, your love, your like, your like, and then your dislike. Yeah, go ahead and put those in the comments. We know you probably have some uh, <laughs> some good ones there. But yeah, man, I agree. Anthony Richardson excites me, man. Um, he said besides AR. Oh, our, oh he's asking us. Yeah, he's asking us. Besides, oh, he's AR. asking us. Okay, because obviously, you know, obviously, everybody's gonna be quick to say quarterback. Josh Downs, to me. Yeah, that's was Josh Downs. Mine was uh, Adetomiwa, Adabare. I think the, uh, I think, the only I think reason I, I think if if this guy can legitimately get into the rotation, I think he can be an animal. So, so the only reason I'm not going with him, because you guys know in the mock draft, I did try to bring him up and pick him. I couldn't say his name, but um, the 
my 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 issue with that is is that he's going to be competing with a guy like Grover Stewart, or he's going to be rotating with a guy like Grover Stewart. So if he does play really well, Grover Stewart's going to end up walking. I just think Josh Downs is a guy that's going to come in and make an immediate impact on the offense. I'm a little nervous about that, man. Do you, do you think he, Josh Downs? Do you think he comes in and makes an instant impact, even if it's like a wide I think receiver he does. four? I think he does. I think he does because I think Ashton Doolin's going to be staying on the special teams, considering he's a special teams all pro. Um, and I think that leaves Josh Downs going with Isaiah McKenzie. And thanks for coming back, man. It's good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. Well, it's it's a service free. <laughs> I, I got you. Yeah, so I personally think like we could get a little interesting on offense because I honestly yeah. I don't think Ashton Doolin is just gonna go to the wayside. No, 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 not at all, not at all. That's not what I meant. Big, big impact. No, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying personally, just because I'm starting to think about some of this depth that we have at wide receiver. We obviously got Alec Pierce and, and Michael Pittman Jr., who probably we won't see too much on the inside. Maybe Michael Pittman a little bit on the inside a little bit just because of his ability to get that separation or have the strong hands on the inside for those those shorter routes. Um, But uh, we have Ashton Doolin, Isaiah McKenzie, and Josh Downs there. I think uh, all three of those guys can, can literally each come away with maybe about 20 catches or so, maybe more um, and have a a smaller effect on the team. I I don't know if any of that, any of that third receiver will have a, a major effect unless they're literally just open. Time. So I just I just like I just like when I watched Josh Downs introduce himself and he was just like you guys just got the best wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, that the way he said oh. that that confidence. We don't have that in our wide receiver room. We don't. They're we don't. they're too they're they're quiet. They're too they're too <laughs> you know within themselves. Just to have a guy that's like, hey man, I'm gonna I'm the best wide receiver in the draft. You just got me. I'm gonna don't. give you everything. Don't. I like that. But I got a theory. I like. I that. got a theory here. So, y'all remember the end of that Dallas game? And, and granted, this is a completely different offense. We saw yeah. Jelani playing X receiver, literally lining up wide out. What if part of this plan is maybe Jelani gets converted? He has a size and speed. He played two years of receiver at, at Virginia. What if, what, if, what if that was a nod? I know I, know, I see you shaking your head, DeMarco, but, but think about it. What, what if that's you shouldn't be seeing him do anything. You're driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay that. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. Don't tell him now, but what do y'all think? No, so I, me personally, I, I, the reason I'm saying no is just because I feel like Jelani has the ability to be our most complete tight end. And so I don't want to remove him from tight end and have him right. thinking that he's playing outside, you. almost like how the Atlanta Falcons did with Kyle Pitts. And it really, as you look at the Atlanta Falcons with Kyle Pitts, it just hasn't worked. So if you I if you look at Jelani Woods on that in line as a tight end, and you let these other guys work out receiver, I think it could work a lot better. If you look at if you look at Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, he could play as a wide receiver on the outside, but they don't do it because they create massive mismatches in my opinion. So if you have a guy who's Jelani Woods who can create that mismatch on the outside, why not utilize him on the inside as a tight end? Good point, man. Good point. Just a thought. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, and it was it was definitely a good thought. It was just me trying to create mismatches. Um, I love Jelani, though. Jelani's definitely a stud. Somebody said earlier Dude, that they too. think Mo's going to be gone. Him. Yeah, I liked Mo like four years ago, but then he kind of fell off. Man, I'll tell you what, though. 
that that little Mo Ali Cox dump route that Jack Doyle round ran for such a long time has bailed at bailed us out of so many third and fourth down situations. Uh, I'm just hoping we, we we can get that over to the next guy because that's going to be Kylan Granson. Much as he has dropped, yep. I think so too. We forget we forget how hot Kylan Granson got at the end of the year last year. I never Kylan Granson. I never Kylan Granson. Kylan Granson was like our third down, fourth down tight end man. Yes. That dude was always catching everything in the. He flat. had the uh, he had the he had the like the fifth the highest separation rate in the league. Yeah. That's so that's why him. that's why I was saying that uh, Damon was because of the fact that I think Kylan Granson can be that perfect example for what you were talking about, or what you were saying with Molly Cox. But my thing with with Tommy Adabare um, is Matt is uh, uh, and Damon is I think that like I don't think it's one of those situations where Grover would be rotated out. I think it becomes one of those situations with like the Eagles where we have such a deep rotation that guys aren't getting tired. You know, you can keep putting them in and switching out from whoever you need, especially with the fact that we have Tyquan Lewis, who's had the injury history as much as we love him and we want him to stay in and keep playing. I'm liking the depth that we have to be able to make sure these guys aren't ever a, ever being tired. Oh, yeah. So no, 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 no. I agree with that. Play a I, little bit more. I, I agree that. with that. I just think that depth that we can have there can – can instantly become legitimate if we have a solid rotation of uh, Tommy, Defoe, and then uh, Big Grove. I, I think that can be a legit Agreed. rotation at the tackle if 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 Tommy can get get in that rotation. You got you got to be deep. You got to be deep at edge these days because I mean, I would say almost even at times being deep is better than just having two studs. Because, I mean, in the trenches, if your offense flat out sucks and your defense is on the field the whole time, as we saw this year, like, they got gassed. Like, I think the force would have been better if we had a better offense. I think Grover would have been even better if we had a better offense because those guys were getting tired of being on the field the whole damn game. Oh, DeMarco walked away. So, I was reading about Darius Rush, man, because I didn't know much about him. So somebody give me some more information about that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, man, Darius Rush, if I'm not mistaken, I know DeMarco had him a little bit higher on his list, but that guy had like a third or fourth round grade. Like he had a he I thought he had a pretty darn good grade on absolute steel. I didn't I didn't realize that 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 you walked away, DeMarco, and it got quiet. I was sitting here reading about Darius Rush. So like, <laughs> no, you I did you went and Googled him and I would pulled up his report. So yeah, nah, you're good. So I had Darius Rush. Uh, I want to say, no, he wasn't. He wasn't in my top twenty. But the fact that he he was named, he was a guy that was projected to go like a lot of these guys were could be easily, um, as high as fourth round picks or as low or, or I mean high as first round picks to as low as fourth round picks. So the fact that he went to the fifth is an absolute steal. Because the fact that you don't think he's going to be there at all. Yeah, so I mean, that's the same thing with Jalen Jones, too. That dude was the best corner at AM. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, it's like, geez, I had Jalen Jones as my seventh ranked corner. So, so the fact to get him in seventh, I mean, maybe he's got some kind of medical background or something that we didn't know about, but I had Jalen Jones. I had him higher than Darius Rush when we got him. So, I mean, it, it's just crazy some of these corners that we got. And if these guys can work out, man, it's going to be absolutely insane what we have as defensive back. 
So this Russ is Leisure. Like go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Go, on, go ahead. Go ahead. You're still commenting on the same conversation. Go ahead. I mean, this this is like a Madden draft. You know what I mean? Where like you're looking for the guys with the hidden development traits, and it's coming to the fifth round. And you got like three or four guys still available that you're high on, and you're just able to go back and pick them. So, man, corner, defensive end, those are the best positions you can be deep at because those guys get hurt. Absolutely agree with you because we've been dealing with that for too long. But yeah, um, Rusty here says, we, uh, "Oh, I was just about to say that we coming on up." Uh, Downs looks like a young T.Y. to me. I believe he will end up a great long ball specialist. I personally – so I don't want to say I disagree with that, but I do kind of disagree with that because I think personally I think Josh Downs is better than T.Y. coming out of college for one as far as a, a route runner, a specialist, whatever you want to call Ooh, him. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm ready to debate that if anybody is, but I, I just think he's better coming out of, of college fresh out. Um but I also think he'd be used differently. So I, I, Josh Downs doesn't have the straight line speed that Ty had, but Josh Downs is more of the slot, the the route runner, um, just a completely different type of receiver. I yes, agree. the same body type, but they do different things. And I just think Josh Downs is, in my opinion, uh, just more of a complete receiver as far as route running, the way he can get open, um, doing different things. He's more of a route technician rather than a speedster that Ty was. So. Uh, that's where I'm at. But body type, I mean, you could definitely say they look like, but if you look at what they do, it's going to look a lot different. I think Downs can play inside and outside too, truthfully. Absolutely. Now you had a comment on that one? <laughs> no, 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 no. Hold on. Sorry. My bad. My, uh, my hockey game froze. I was like, oh no. I'm my, my wife over here saying some crazy stuff. <laughs> so I was like, I kind of blanked out. I'm sorry, everybody. Um yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so, I got, I, so if anybody doesn't know, if you're if you're new to viewing, I'm a huge New Jersey Devils fan. Uh I'm from New Jersey, um, South Jersey, right by Philly. I'm like 10 minutes from Philly. So I'm a I'm a big Devils fan, and they're in the playoffs, and it's game six. All right. So I'm like in and out watching and it froze. I had to switch. I had to switch what channel I was watching it on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's just my only comment there, Rusty. If you had more on that situation, um, I'm gladly to, to discuss that. But uh, yeah, Damon, I, I don't know uh, where you were thinking on that, but I just think, to me, in my opinion, I just think Josh Downs is, is more complete than T.Y. was coming out in uh, 2012. Just my, personally my thought there. Yo, what's up, Dewey? This is going to be a blues. Oh, that's a that's a good one right there. I'll put this one up. Uh, yeah, that was the one I was reading for. Richardson's going to be a beast, uh, but I believe Brents will come out of the gate making plays. That is an interesting one because if you think about the corners who we're, we're going to have, I obviously Isaiah Rogers will be our number one cornerback. He's going to be our starting number one. You look opposite of him, we have uh, Dallas Flowers. That's going to be competition, full-blown competition for that job out of the gate. So uh, we obviously have uh, Julius Brins, Darius Rush, Jalen Jones. That is all free smoke 
um, for that that competition at that job. And if you look at the size for Jalen Jones in Texas A&M and the reason why he was drafted, he's purely drafted, in my opinion, to come in and compete with Kenny Moore for that slot corner. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see who wins out that job, Zay Flowers, Julius Brintz, or D uh, Darius Rush for that for that uh, left corner spot. Oh. I can't wait for that. That's the only, that's only spot we're missing, huh? Yeah. Is this that? Oh, no. Jalen Jones can beat out um, – can beat out uh, Kenny Moore. So – I think uh, that's that's legitimate right there. And then bringing in Daniel Scott at free safety for that secondary spot. I mean, all of us had the questions about um, – um, God damn it, why am I blanking on his name right now? Our safety that we lost in free agency. Uh, he hasn't signed with anybody yet. Uh, who's your guy, Matt? What the fuck? Why am I blanking on his name right What's now? What's up? Uh, our safety. Rodney McLeod? Yeah, Rodney McLeod, McLeod, who had left. My boy. Daniel, Daniel Scott brings us that competition in at safety because we all obviously know, uh, I want to say Julian Blackman is in a contract year next year. Then we got our boy Rodney Thomas. We got Nick Cross. Our boy right so, there. And so we got more competition right there. So loving it. Loving loving, loving what we got in the secondary, man. I'm, I'm liking the fact that we ain't got to – Depend on what we've been doing the last few years. I'm not loving this fucking score right now, though. They scored again. Devils are losing two to one. Oof. Gonna force that game seven, huh? I was not trying to go to game seven. I feel you. Fuck. Uh, we got this one here from Rusty. He says that uh, is the Northwestern guy. Uh, guy. A guy that can run, catch, all-around running back. All-around so, running back. Um, so we spoke on this a little bit. As Damon said, I guess he had about 14 catches. I haven't looked up the stats on that. Um, but they say the guy has good hands. So, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to sit there and debate with anybody because I'm not going to lie to you. I have not watched Northwestern. I've not, I've not watched their running backs. I've not watched their off. I, I've watched little, very little of Northwestern. So I couldn't tell you much. but. They said the guy is a in between the tackles type runner, um, and he can catch the ball. So we'll see how that goes. But honestly, I'm gonna be completely honest with everybody. I feel like this is one of those picks that he probably won't make it past first cut downs. So that's just I don't. Our running back room is so deep that I, I doubt that we'll see him. Yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna be. I think he'll be on the practice squad. Yeah, I judge. There's there's no way there's no way we keep four running backs. I mean, if you on look the active at roster. Uh, Zach Moss and and uh, uh, Deion Jackson, DJ, DJ. So I, I just I don't I don't really see the the room of where he would fit. So regardless of if he's all around guy or not, we we do got to remember that a lot of these draft picks, most draft picks, don't really work in the NFL. So we just got to remember that we can't hype up everybody to be a a, a pure starter or. A, Day one guy ready to go. We just got to remember that that's not going to be facts for every draft, every draft pick. <clears throat> I'm not seeing any uh, new updates for us. It's hard to follow along with all of these damn things. So I'm getting all the Twitter updates, and I don't really care for every other team but ours right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I'm not even. I'm not even following my Twitter right now. 
uh, he said, I was scratching my head myself on the Northwestern running back guy. Yeah, that that's uh, my bad, everybody. So Rusty is saying that he was scratching himself, uh, his head um, on the pick for the Northwestern running back. And and as we all were, I mean, as, same for the, the tight end out of Miami. It was just a pick that we felt like we maybe could have got something else there. Like, I mean, both of those fifth-round picks, if we think about where Andrew Voorhees um, got picked in the seventh round, I think that easily could have been him, and it's not like, like, a majority of the time you're spending your draft pick on a fifth round, or you're spending that pick on a fifth rounder for a guy to develop. And so it's like when you got a guy coming off of ACL, that's a perfect redshirt year for him to chill, learn, get back and recover, and then come back and play. And this is a, a type of quality guy that literally could have been a second, third round pick. So, um, yeah. I, I was scratching my head too, but uh, I mean, again, like I said last year, I, I was scratching my head about Drew Ogletree, and then he almost was likely going to be our starting tight end uh, before he tore his ACL, so I, I'll leave it to Ballard on that one. Uh, I'll trust what he's doing, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if the pick and, was. And again, it's not, the posi- it's not the player. It's the position that yeah. we scratch our head at. And when you look at our – when you look at our – our running back room or our tight end room, it's so crowded that we just – we had no idea why we took that. And just to think that, you know, it, it, we, we already took another running back and undrafted free agents. So we, we, we took another running back. So now – I mean, you, you also have to remember that we have to fill up a 90-man roster to go into training camp with. And are we doing – I think we're doing a full cut from 90 to 53 this year? Yeah, and it's that's by, by the new rules you do – I mean, you cut – how you see fit. It's not like you have to cut a certain amount of people each week anymore. So now you go through the whole, yeah, now you go through the whole preseason and then you can cut everybody at the end if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. uh, Kevin, how was saying here? Just had to say trust Ballard with the tight end running back picks. Just like I'm not in the front office, you know, I'm not following some of these lower guys that, that are down there from different schools and whatnot. So I can't, I'm not going to sit there and act like I know more than these guys. They drive around. They actually go see the player in person, see what they're looking at. Hey, who? for all we know, he could end up beating out a lot of these guys and be our RB3 and be a good pass-catching back that can run in between the tackles. Who knows? Uh, same thing with Will Mallory. He might be a really good block and tight end, be able to replace Jack Doyle. So it's tough for me to say. Um, those are just – my likes and dislikes there. That's why I didn't want to say hate when I said the love, like, or dislike, or disagree with. Um, didn't want to say hate because I don't hate any of these guys. If you're wearing a cold uniform, I'm gonna love you unless you're just absolutely trash. So, uh, we'll see how we'll like see. Matt Ryan. None of us love Matt Ryan in a horseshoe. All right. <laughs> so, uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. But uh, un- until we see how it all plays out, I'm gonna trust Ballard with it. And I think uh, it means just one of those things where you just gotta see how it works out. Like how how um, I want to say last year in preseason, I kind of knew how the season one was gonna go from the preseason because of the fact that teams were blitzing us in the preseason with Matt Ryan in there. And when teams were blitzing him, we were getting stopped. Like we weren't scoring points or anything. It's not gonna be a lot of blitzes coming our way this year. We we we, did, we started scoring points when Sam Ellinger came in the game, and I just thought it was completely crazy uh, how teams felt about us, and that that just showed you right there in preseason. It just gave you the game script of how to beat the Colts. So, um, 
We'll see how it plays out when we see some a little bit of camp film. We'll see what Anthony Richardson and um, and Gardner Minshew competition looks like, and then obviously when we get to September, or August and September for some of these preseason games, we'll see what some of these guys are looking like. We'll see. We'll see what the talk of the town is like. Uh, follow reporters and see what they're saying. Yeah, man, everything changes, right? So we're sitting here, we're wondering what's going to happen, and we're making our predictions, right? Um, based off of just the draft and free agency. But things are going to change by the time OTAs happen, right? Because OTA rookie OTAs, I believe, start in like a couple weeks. Um, I don't yeah, think they have already right away. Did they not already start? No, rookie OTAs don't start till post-draft. So they may start this week. I'm oh, no, sure. we had a voluntary OTAs. Voluntary right? OTAs, which was – Everyone we already had on the roster, which usually bleeds right into rookie OTAs, which rookie OTAs are mandatory. Uh, But for the rookies only with voluntary veterans, which Colts have shown that they have a lot of presence with their veterans at the rookie OTAs. So um, things are going to change for a rookie head coach. Yeah, there's a lot that's going to change from here to uh, week one. Um, like as of right now, nobody knows if Anthony Richardson's even going to start week one, which I'm predicting he is, but nobody knows. A lot of things can change. Schemes are going to get put in, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, for me, I don't personally believe that Gardner Minshew can run the same scheme as Anthony Richardson. So if we're going to go with Anthony Richardson as our starting quarterback of the future, I don't think you can start a guy like Gardner Minshew to have Anthony Richardson learn behind. That's just my opinion. I will say, don't for people out there, don't get too down on Gardner Minshew as well. Gardner Minshew. Aaron Rodgers is at the Devils Rangers game. Sorry, I fucking hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Gardner Minshew is a gamer, so nobody get too down on him. He was also the same guy I want to say that put up thirty five points on the Cowboys. Offense did look a little bit different from him versus with Jalen Hurts, but um, I wouldn't get too down on Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew can play. Yeah, so, I'm not. A, I'm not completely we, against Gardner Minshew. Uh, I just we want Anthony Richardson in there. But if we have to see a few games of Minshew just while Anthony Richardson getting ready, I think that would be something that's not too out of the question as well. Uh, Rusty is saying, do you think we'll have a lot of players going back and forth on practice squad team to active? They did a lot uh, the year before last year, so I think this will always be a thing. Me personally, I think you're always going to see players going from practice squad to active, and back and forth and not. And and, and that's and that's mainly because a lot of the a lot of the depth is just rotational to get these practice squad guys some rotations in games. Yeah, and also due to injuries and stuff like that, and depending yeah. on where, you, and like you'll see each team do it differently because if you know Ballard, you know Ballard likes to keep a lot of people in the trenches. So where do you have to rotate practice squad in the secondary? So some teams do it differently. Well, you want a deeper secondary or you want a deeper trench lines or you want a deeper linebacker or whatever. You'll see it a little bit differently, but I think you'll you'll still see some of that uh, going back and forth. Facts. <clears throat> but yeah, man, uh this this was this was one hell of a draft, man. I, I just think um Ballard came away with a lot. Uh, he had the RAS score off the charts for everybody. Um, 
obviously we all can't wait to see AR come into this offense and see what he's going to look like. Um, I just think at corner, I'm I'm in love with the depth there, man. Like I just I just can't get over the fact that we go from two corners to five instantly and have that competition. And that's not even counting Kenny Moore or what we'll do there with that type of competition. Hell of a draft by Ballard. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, there were only questions early on when we were like had no idea what was going on why we traded back twice at one point, and but. Yeah. At the same time, he was still able to pull us two studs uh, with the picks directly after the trade backs, and then he was able to give us 12 picks. So he provided the depth that we needed in certain positions. Uh, he took offensive tackles. I know a lot of people wanted offensive guards, such as myself, uh, but the offensive tackles that he took have, you know, uh, the RAS scores that are close to 10 which means that they can go ahead and play guard if they need to. Um, Kevin here asks, who do you think we keep, Ellinger or Foles? I think we're keeping Ellinger because of age-wise. It's clear that Ballard and, and Shane want to be younger on this team, so I th- I don't think we keep Foles at all. I think Ellinger is going to stay. I don't think there's any reason to keep Foles. Foles was a Frank Wright guy. He also didn't look like he really had it. Without a without a completely decent offensive line that can just do everything for him, so uh, I think that's a pretty easy pick there. I think Sam has elevated himself to be a solid QB two. I think that would be an entering interesting conversation to see. Like, does if Anthony Richardson elevates himself, obviously to QB one, the battle between Minshew and Ellinger becomes very interesting. Agreed. Agreed. Rusty said, I bet our O-line players will be fired up at camp. Uh, if you heard the interview with Ryan Kelly, he already sounds pretty fired up. So Definitely there. This is what we need the most, in my opinion. I mean, in my opinion. This has to be Michael Pittman season. It has this, to be. This, uh, this has to be straight on fire like him like him and Anthony Richardson might just need to get an apartment together and just spend all off season together and be ready Anthony uh, Michael Pittman needs to hit over a thousand yards yep and when I say that I'm I don't mean just a thousand and twenty I mean that man needs to hit 1300 yards receiving he hasn't solidified himself as a number one wide receiver yet he's only solidified himself really as a wide receiver too at best. So this year he needs to come in. He's got a guy who's going to make plays, who's going to do what he can to extend the play. Michael Pittman Jr. needs to know how to continue to extend that play and make that play happen. Michael Pittman, we know, has the hands. We know he's got the route running, but he just needs to step forward and get those yards, man. He he needs to. He needs to solidify himself as the one, number one wide receiver. I mean, even if we – even. I mean, honestly, we're being kind of tough on him. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, no, it's really. I mean, it's just, this is the eighth. This is the eighth quarterback that we've had since 2018. Um. So my thing is, I'm not trying to be hard on him, but the problem is, is like, I just feel like, like, we're about to pay this dude 18 million dollars. 
Yeah. Like no, that's, no, no. That's, I would not pay what, him eighteen million. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying we're being hard on him because I feel like that's what his contract is about to call for, and I just feel like if we're about to pay you the amount of eighteen million dollars, which is where I feel like his for what he provides is what it's going to do. I feel like if we're about to pay you that eighteen million, this is what we need from you to show because I feel like if you're like a mid receiver two slash receiver one. Then I feel like at that point, then I mean, to me, to me, it's just to me, it's just a bad year for this man to be in a contract year because it really you is. have a rookie quarterback, so you're about to. In my opinion, you'd give him kind of a leeway for this year because you got the rookie quarterback who's developing, and then year two you'd be like, okay, now you go ahead and get your thirteen hundred yards, fourteen hundred yards because now you've built chemistry. So rather than having six months of building chemistry. Now you've got a year and six months of building chemistry. You, know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with what you're but saying. You can't, but, but you can't just extend the guy, right? Because he's going to want money. So to absolutely. me, it's either – it's all on Michael Pittman. And I think what what the franchise tag for a wide receiver is what, like $20 million? Yeah, that's a lot. So it's, it's like like you have to show us that you're going to be that guy. Like this year has to be on Michael Pittman, no excuses. Like you can't sit here and be like, "Why well, didn't have a quarterback throw me the ball?" This year has to be on you. This year you have to take that step to be the leader in that wide receiver room. You have to be the guy that's got to be the fastest guy off the line. You've got to route. You've got to run your routes pristine every single time. You can't make any mistakes. You can't. You can't make any drops. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. With the, with the rookie quarterback, you've got to make that rookie quarterback look like a stud for you to be able to earn that $18 million. For sure. And that's I mean, unfortunate for him. It, that shouldn't yeah. be on a guy. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is at this point. Absolutely. Like, I love the guy, but you got to gotta be able to put up those numbers. Uh, Rusty also said, our receivers are smart dudes. The new toys are going to ramp it up. So he's basically saying that this offense should be on another level. Uh, with finally having our quarterback. And then um, just real quick here, uh, Ashley sent over our undrafted free agent list uh, so far. It's a pretty lengthy list here. But I'm just going to read it off for you guys because this is my first time seeing the list. So I um, just want to let anybody know who's still watching and to know what they're looking at. So we have yeah, the um, – Go ahead. Keep we have on. the Alabama guard. So this is actually my sixth-ranked guard, which is crazy that he went undrafted. So I'd like to know why. Um, but Emil Ikior uh, uh, from Alabama. We got Virginia State running back Darius Hagens. Uh, we have Holy Cross linebacker Liam Anderson. We got Houston linebacker Donovan Newton. Uh, Wyoming running back Titus Swin. Uh, Kansas D-tackle. I want to say that's K-State, Kansas State uh, defensive tackle Caleb Sampson. So excuse me if I'm wrong, but I believe it is K-State. Um, we have BYU offensive lineman Harrison Lachance. We have main wide receiver uh, slash running back Xavier Scott, Colorado linebacker Guy Thomas. That one was read to us before by Nathan. Um, we have SEMO. Uh, what is SEMO? What school is that? SEMO? I don't know. I'm not, sure. I'm not sure what school that is, but uh wide receiver Johnny King. Uh we got Ham Sam Houston's Sam Houston. Confuse me. Uh 
I don't know if his name is Sam Houston or Sam Houston State, but there's another wide receiver. Oh, Sam Houston State wide receiver, Cody Crest. That's what that is. So my apologies, everybody, but that is Sam Houston State wide receiver, um, Cody Crest. Um, Rusty, if you want to see the un- the undrafted guys that were picked up, I'm guessing you can probably go check out uh, Zach Kiefer, um, or some of these other guys that might have um, put together that list where Ashley got it from, very likely on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure uh, Colts Militia, um, Bring the Juice, one of those guys will More probably have that. No, 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 don't ignore that. Uh, we'll probably have that list up for you guys. So um, we should probably be able to see that. But I'm going to absolutely tell everybody right now. I love the email uh, EQR signing. That guy was my sixth-ranked offensive guard. So I, I honestly – I couldn't tell you what made him slip, why he wasn't undrafted, but the dude should have been like a, a third-round pick. So the fact that we get him as an undrafted free agent to me is just insane. I love it. Love having him. So can't wait to see uh, how that goes. And All right, uh, ignore how elementary this is. Oh, God damn it. Hold on. Um, but yeah, that's going to be my favorite one there. I'm not too familiar, uh, with most of the other guys on this. I, I do know, uh, Virginia state running back, Darius Higgins, uh, pretty good running back there. Um, solid guy there. Guy Thomas from Colorado. I'm not too familiar with them. I haven't watched too much Colorado. They haven't really been too successful. So not sure exactly how that worked. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's a tough one. Hold on, I'm getting after it. I'm getting after Zach, it. I'm sorry, Zach, guys. I'm doing Zach, this right Zach, on the are fly. You saying, are you saying Alabama guard is a six-year senior with no upside? Because that's crazy if you're saying that. I had him literally as my six-ring guard, and I think dude's really good, really solid in the pass game, um, really good in the run game as well. So there you go. Honestly, I don't there know. There they are. Ignore the elementary style, okay? We just got this, and I just kind of threw it together in a PowerPoint, all right? How old is he, Zach? You got that? Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I I, I can't say why he slipped, but why is there no upside though? That's that's the question. He's a six-year senior. That's fine, but uh, that means he'd be about 24. Yeah, so unless he's unless he's 40. And just coming off an injury, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he played. I mean, I mean you I playing mean, at Van, Alabama and being a starter. I mean, there's that, that just plenty of upside there. So. I mean, Van Wilder was a six-year senior, and that man still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, if anybody ever seen that movie, but yeah, this is our undrafted. Yeah, he's 24. Yeah, yeah, Zach. I, yeah, I don't know if I think I think you're tripping. I think this is your uh, Pete Skoronsky with the small arms comparison, Zach. But uh, I I think either way, him being undrafted. I still think he was a solid third or fourth round pick. So I just couldn't tell you guys. I literally have to do some research on it and, and kind of see what happened there. But I think the guy is, is very solid. And I love that we got a guard because that was literally, I want to say, like one of the few things that we were really missing as far as draft wise. But I would love to get Ivan Pace from Cincinnati at linebacker. Well. Zach just said his tape is boring, <laughs> he's a guard. Yeah, I was just about to say that's what that's what you want from linemen. If they're boring, then you're like, okay, yeah, this is this is the guy you want because you know they're not getting beat. I mean, uh, they you might they might not blow you away athletically, but uh, 
Yeah. God, Zach, you're just nitpicky tonight, bro. Zach, Zach you must to, not have had a good date night. Yeah, you're gonna have to watch some tape, and then I'll have to watch some tape, and we'll we'll just have to compare some notes on that. You know what see. Zach needs to do is he needs to pay more attention to his wife because it looks <laughs> it looks like she's mad at him and he's nitpicking this guard. I know, man. You should have just if the day went that bad, you should have just hopped on, bro. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> God, and then Trev needs to pay for better internet. Yeah, I know he got them fucking shit going. I told him to use the hotspot of his internet because it's down. Right? Good lord. Damon driving cross country and shit. Uh, that he's, he's, he's driving a few hours. Should have been back. But by yeah, now. man. So that was the uh the draft. That was our also our uh undrafted free agents um that we picked up. Um I again I think Ballard did a hell of a job. We obviously got the two questionable picks, but, you know, we all need to withhold judgment. Just take it at face value right now. We'll, we'll see. Give it a year or two and see how some of these picks pan out. But I think, like my name says, Ballard was cooking with fish grease and water. And if you know what that do together, it's a big fight. <laughs> so uh, I think that was re- real solid. Um, and in our undrafted free agent list, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and act like I know a lot of those names, but I do know a couple. Um, so I think it's something that can uh, really help us out there if some of those guys even be able to compete for some jobs. But overall, I think a really good weekend for Colts Nation, a great weekend for drafting a quarterback at number four. Um, so. We're finally good. we're finally moving forward in the direction everybody's wanted to move forward in since Andrew Luck retired. So, no matter what, everybody just needs to remember there still needs to be development. Ursay uh, said that himself. Don't think don't think that it's going to be Super Bowl bound year one. Expect some some grace period. Allow the man to grow. Don't be nitpicking him, pushing him out the door just because he threw a couple interceptions or you know with some bonehead plays. And let's just enjoy the season. Let's just enjoy the excitement we're going to have offensively with a quarterback like Anthony Richardson tied up with JT and MPJ and Alec Pierce, Isaiah McKenzie, Josh Downs, Ashton Doolin. What? Let's just enjoy this offense. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, everybody. Enjoy it. We appreciate everybody for coming out and watching tonight. We're going to go ahead and get out of here tonight. And uh, for always, forever, no matter what, no matter who's GM, head coach, quarterback, whatever, it's always go Colts. Got a dog at quarterback. Hey, I just, I, I just got this on. <laughs> go Colts, baby. Let's go. AR five. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Two-yard grab over the shoulder snag.